Low Elo is made possible thanks to the generous support of listeners just like you. For more information, visit lowelo.com. Feel low. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you even saying? Like, you're just feel, making up words now. Yeah, feel like, low. It's like, like, I'm going to take two words and combine them. Yeah, this thing feel. here, I've got a spray bottle and a horse. It's now a horse. <laughs> My fellow Americans... A new year is upon us. And with the new year comes the hope of change. We need to hope. We need to have hope to ensure our team is the team that gets the Baron buff. Now, Olaf is over there doing wraiths, and I understand that. And Alistair, it would have been great if you could have gotten an Oracles before we started this. You know, clear some wards so we can get the Baron buff and destroy the enemy Nexus. But I suppose, all of that aside, what we really need to focus on is that you're listening to the only League of Legends podcast. You're listening to Low Elo. This is episode 54 of Low Elo with Christian Feltz, Shay Berland, Dave Quarles, and your host, Jeff Wyckoff. I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. E. Crayons, and my host is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Copy386. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic this new year, actually. We also have Christian Feltz, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. Good evening, gentlemen. You might notice a slight difference of quality in my voice. Yeah, you sound, you sound downright attractive, sir. I certainly want to make out with you. Who's this chick? <laughs> <laughs> and and introducing himself is Shay Berlin, aka Darksky. Welcome back to the show, man. Hi. This week on Low Elo, Vi is OP, and Afromu joins CLGNA. Also, why asking why isn't as good as asking other questions. But first, CLGEU is no longer a thing. No! I was Don't shaking worry. my fist at the air. It's it's time. not as bad as you think, Copy. Don't worry. All the players are still there. They just opted not to re-sign contracts with CLG. That's like a rejection, man. It's like, hey, you want to keep being on our team? Great job, guys. No. No, we don't. <laughs> We're uh, gonna wash our hair for uh, for the rest of the year, <laughs> which is all year. Wash your hair? I don't is know. this this some American idiom? I don't. Yeah, you know, like if if okay, so you you know you call up the girl, you say, "Hey, would you like to go out tonight?" And she says, "Oh no, I'm I'm washing my hair." Oh, it's a common <laughs> excuse. Do do they not wash? Do, do girls not wash their hair in? No, Australia? what excuse do they have there? Like, now I've got to feed my crocodiles. <laughs> what was it? Like, the, the 
Cockney Why? accent? I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was British, Australian, and I don't know <laughs> what the third... Whatever it was, someone somewhere found it offensive, and we're going to get <laughs> hate now. There's no doubt about it. No, what what do they wash in Australia to, like, you know, get you out have, of their hair? We don't have time to wash in Australia. Do you have any idea how dangerous it is here? <laughs> oh. I, stopping for an hour to record a podcast is dangerous enough. Like, right now, Darkseid's fighting a kangaroo while he's trying to record this podcast <laughs> right now. No, so. you don't. You do not fight kangaroos. You run. They're like velociraptors but, of Australia. But then you just die tired. <laughs> so so right so right now you're running from a kangaroo while trying to record this with us. Yeah, can that, you that, tell? that's some dedication, man. I'm surprised you're you're able to keep your breath while yeah, running away from a kangaroo. Physical condition from having to run from kangaroos all the time. But he 23 does years smell I've bad. been running. Trust me, I've gotten good at it. <laughs> I, I haven't even stopped to sleep. I'm tired. <laughs> well, you think you guys would show a little bit m- better at the Olympics. Anyways, <laughs> CLGEU. Yeah, they did kind of give the rejection to, uh, well, to CLG. Um, as I understand it, their team is staying together. And there's rumor that they've actually already been picked up by somebody, that the contracts are signed but they just haven't made the announcement yet, which we'll probably hear in the next couple of weeks. So what, they just didn't like the name CLG and they just like want to start new? Well, there's that? probably more to it than that. I, I have a feeling, and let's think about what we were talking about with CLG uh, a couple weeks ago, basically saying that, you know, yes, CLGNA is a good team, and we enjoy watching them and we wish them the best. Of course, as soon as we said that, we also realized that we put curses on American teams whenever we back them, and they instantly lost Locodoco, um, <laughs> which is another piece of news that we'll talk about here in a second. So, you know, <laughs> whatever our power is there, whatever that voodoo magic that is, uh, we're not going to take immediate responsibility for. But CLGEU kind of overshadows the North American team, because let's face it, CLGEU is kind of the team that's performed this year. Well, and, and one of my things is, yeah, they're bigger than CLG, in my opinion, because well, they've as performed. as a team, not as an yeah. organization, but as a team, yeah. Yeah, they've performed better, and what I think is they're just more likable. I mean, yeah, nobody says, like, oh, man, Choster is so cool. Like, I mean, he's a good player, and people respect him for that, but, you know, Snoopy. Froggin. Those are, I mean, they have some of the biggest stream numbers out of anyone, and uh, they're cool. They, they are. They have that intangible cool factor. Yeah, and it's and it's not cool like, you know, Fonzie cool. It's cool like you'd want to hang out with them cool. Like, you don't really want to hang out with the Fonz because you're just going to get overshadowed the entire time, whereas I feel like I could, you know, have a beer with the CLG crew. Well, I mean, I don't know if I could have a beer with all of them. They might not be. Yeah, you'd have a nice gaming session with the CLG. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, They're likable. Whereas, I can think of a lot of words to describe Hotshot GG, (laughs) but likable isn't the first one that comes to mind. (laughs) I mean, a bit of a rock star. I don't hate him or or anything like that, but likable? Yeah, no, I, I... I've I've been vehement about my 
not liking Hotshot. And I don't really understand other people who do. <laughs> I mean, if it was a year and a half ago or two years ago, then I'd be like, yeah, Hotshot, man, he's good. But he was never anything more to the game than a really good player. And at this level of competition, they're all really good players. So, you know, what we're talking about here is that extra little quality that the guys at CLG, formerly CLG EU have, that make them not only good players, but cool. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about that with Freak. You know, we asked them that question, what's, uh, you know, what's the difference? He says, well, it's teamwork. You know, it's the ability to work with a team. It's all of these pro players, he watches a lot of pro players that have incredible mechanical skills, and they go through all of the loops and everything, and they're really good players. But what makes a team a really good team is how they work together. And, like, I don't get that from Hotshot GG, but I get that from CLG EU. I mean, the way, their ability to bounce back in a bad fight is incredible. I mean, from a, in a bad match is incredible. Mm -hmm. That kind of defines them, really, is bouncing back in bad matches. So, but but what's going to happen to them? There's some rumors now. The first the first rumor, which I think needs to be dispelled, is that uh, they were going to get picked up by Curse, which seemed very plausible. Curse is a huge organization at this point. They've clearly gotten money. Honestly, I think Curse, if they wanted to, you know, they could drop their EU team and pick up. Uh, CLG's, you know, formal, the team formerly known as CLG EU <laughs> and make them into, you know, a new curse EU team. But they are on the record at this point saying, no, not going to happen. So, yeah. And what, brings... in what me and Darcy were talking about too is that, uh, you know, they could, I think they have the pull to start their own brand. But, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they're going to, link in with somebody. And I think that's the reason why they ended their contracts because I don't feel like they've had the time as a team over the last year, consider how busy they've been to really sit down and say, okay, well let's, let's consider everything we need to set up our own business, develop our own identity and all of that. I think they need somebody to do that for them. So could they, like, are they capable of doing so? Yes, but I really don't think they've had the time, and I don't think that's going to be their goal. I think their focus is going to be on playing the game, and they want somebody who's going to just take care of all the logistics of getting them around the globe for that. And so, if not CLG, it's going to be someone who made them a better offer. Now, there's been talk about Azubu picking them up. Azubu EU? <laughs> yeah, 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 Azubu EU. Azubu Hurricane Storm. You sounds of... like a Jungle Book character. It, it does, isn't it? Azubu EU. Azubu EU. Mm. <laughs> it's just fun to say at this point. Um, <laughs> Azubu. But then, 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 and I know this is like this is all gossip, but this is a fun thing to think about. Really, where CLG could end up, right? So. There's also Reggie from TSM, who is well-known on the scene, is actually being pretty well-informed, even if he's a crazy mid-player and you're never really sure what's happening there. But he tends to be really informed as to what the goings-on are for uh, the esports community. He says that they're definitely being picked up by a North American brand. Like a brand is in a team? Yeah, well, well, like, uh, like evil geniuses, 
who hasn't fielded a real super competitive, uh, you know, law team for really the last year. Um, but there's also some speculation when he said that, and given he could be wrong, but there was some speculation once he said that, immediately people were saying, oh, TSM EU. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You kind of like the ring of that, don't you? TSM. They'll probably come up with some stupid name like, I don't know. TSM Teal. Like TSM Puce. TSM Formica. TSM Light. I would hate to be the team that gets labeled light. Like we're we're TSM but with less calories. <laughs> Just as filling, trust us. Um and, and it's all speculation, but it's nice to think where they could end up and what their future holds for them. But I think it really comes down to money. And but I think they're in a good position to do it. I think that CLG is the safe bet for them. But I think they can make more with somebody else who's hungry to sponsor a, you know, a triple A team. Well, let's not count out our favorite heroes, Dignitas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't. Coffee, have I ever told you how good you are at telling jokes? (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. Yes, it was pretty funny. It does say in the press release that CLG could not retain CLG EU because it could not compete with the offerings of other organizations. Right. Which does kind of shoot down Compi and myself theory that they're going to start their own. Exactly. But I would still like to see them. I mean, they, they have the pull and they have the know-how. What, 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 just, just as theory, what would they call themselves if they did pull off their own company? Uh, Turtle. <laughs> Turtle. Yeah, there you go. Turtle. Yeah. No, no rush 50. They call it Sleepy yeah. and Friends. No, no push 40. <laughs> yeah, no, no push 40. There you go. NP4. NP4. NP40. There you go. That's what we would chant. NP40! NP40! And then, and they, that one, and they that would... one's free, CLG <laughs> Yeah, then they would... But the, uh, the team like, formerly signing. known as CLG They would also sign in other teams, and they'd be uh, uh, NP40 NA... MP4, uh, I don't know. Well, that's just silly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. No, I mean, this is this is speculation. We don't do a lot of speculation on the show, so this is fun to do at once. Um, wherever they end up, I'm excited, though. I would love to see them as a TSM team. I just don't think that that's realistic, though. No. I, I don't think it's that's a likely outcome. I don't but, think they're going to go with Curse, either. Well, no, it, we know they're not going to go with Curse. Unless Curse is just lying to us at this point, because well, Curse has said they're not picking them up. But, uh, I mean, it's, come on. We could have a poster with, like, Reggie in the like in mid-air high-fiving with Froggen. <laughs> <laughs> have fun with that, right? Behind, and it behind would be the one next. of those, like, motivational posters. Yeah. It's like, keep working together. No <laughs> right. loafing. Teamwork. <laughs> nope. If, you, if, if they'd be the high fiving behind like a Nexus explosion or something, <laughs> right? Um, jeez. Well, you know what? Let's keep on the uh, CLG news train here, since they 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 have enough newsworthy going on with them. 
Um, CLG NA, I guess now we have to call them just CLG, right? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be <laughs> yeah. weird. Like, CLG, well, because like before you... we always called CLG, like if I said CLG, who did you think of? EU. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now we can't do that anymore. I feel like we still need to, to differentiate the two. Um, I'm sure it'll wear off eventually, but CLG NA lost Locodoco. Like, as soon as we published our episode saying that we wish them well and we wanted them to really take on the scene and be like the new champions of North America, they lose their support. So, um, you know, teams out there, if you want us to sponsor someone out there and, you know, put our voodoo curse on them, just let us know. But they have announced their replacement. Oh, boy. Hmm? You ready for this? <laughs> Because uh, I don't think anyone's ready for I'm, this. I'm not ready. I'm okay. not ready. Well, they're going to replace their support. They're going to replace their support position with probably the most well-recognized AD carry that hasn't made it onto a big team yet. Aframu. Well, I, <laughs> Aframu's made it onto lots of big teams. <laughs> Well, no, no. <laughs> very well, okay. brief periods. Yeah, right, right. For very brief periods. And, and when I say made it, I mean like, you know, made it there for a while. More than one tournament. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they're going to fill them. They're going to fill their support position with an AD carry. Um, oh, like, I, I can just imagine <laughs> it. They're going to basically play support how I support play support. And just get steal kills and end up deciding, <laughs> you know what? It's all right, guys. I'll just carry. I'm used to that anyways. He, he actually, there's a quote from him in the press release. I'm, I'm not making this up. I quote Aframu. I will be able to play a role I am most comfortable in coming from a healer for seven years in World of Warcraft. Period. <laughs> You made that up. No, that's real, <laughs> dude. It's on their website. I'm not even joking. He's like he's a prominent AD carry in the community, in the competitive community, and his ex like his his experience, his demo reel for playing support is a different game. How is that even? I can't make comparable? this up. Like I couldn't do it. <laughs> How like... does healing in World of Warcraft help you support? There's no wards in World of Warcraft. You can see everything. <laughs> and you're fighting the computer. <laughs> That's true. And you're fighting the computer. And you're third person non-isometric. And you have more than four abilities and gear and potions that are persistent. I mean, it's not even the same. It's, it's not even like at the arcade where the guy who has the top score at the Street Fighter 2 machine is probably going to be pretty good at Mortal Kombat. This is like <laughs> saying, like, I'm the world champion of Bejeweled and I'm going to play Madden football. Like, right. <laughs> I think the best analogy I can think of is this is like some guy applying to be an airplane mechanic and his background experience is like making a whole bunch of paper airplanes. <laughs> That's the best thing. <laughs> Maybe he repaired bicycles. That's how yeah. I got yeah. my job in airplane maintenance for Qantas. <laughs> no, Tropical he, joke! No, he, he helped to program the... He pro helped to program Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> 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 you know, it's like... I don't understand where the pertinent experience is here. Now, I, he does have one thing on his side. He, he is a decent AD carry. 
So he clearly understands the mechanics of the game from the perspective of an AD carry. And if the meta doesn't change and support continues to just be parked with AD carry, that should mean that he understands real well what the AD carry needs to succeed, right? Yeah, I think that those two roles are the most interchangeable, I think. I don't know, jungle and top are pretty interchangeable too. but. But do you think that maybe this is a little bit of an early admission that CLGNA doesn't see anything changing in the meta? Oh, yeah. I, of course. I think it could actually be the opposite. They're getting an aggressive AD carry to be the support role as they see bot lane is going to become more aggressive. I mean, we've been playing a lot more aggressive. I mean, that translates to pro play, right? That's okay. No, no, no. That you, you have a point there. You have a point there because there's a lot of thought right now that because wards are so readily available and because oracles is no longer quite as efficient as it used to be, that uh, the bottom lane especially is going to be far more isolated of an environment. And I think we've seen that. Bottom lane has become more difficult to gank because of the high prevalence of wards. And as a result, the game at bottom has changed quite a bit. Just Now, the same roles are being filled so far. There's still an AD carry and a support teaming up. But there's a lot more room for aggression on a team's part if they can manage that aggression and, and get a leg up on their opponent because it's harder for the jungler to get in there and punish them for it. Yeah, I mean, that was my first thought when I saw that Aphromoo was filling in for the support, that okay. they, were, they were seeing the meta shift and they were adjusting to it quickly by getting an aggressive AD carry. I mean, Aphromoo is known for being you know, insane on an, on an AD carry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's he's known for a, he's known for a lot of things, and that's <laughs> yeah, just but, one of them. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, mean, I don't want to go down that road. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll avoid that road. Well, yes, yes, make your make your point. That he is known for being probably the most aggressive AD carry in the pro scene, and they're recognizing that bot lane is going to become a lot more aggressive in the <laughs> laning phase, as you said, due to the prevalence of wards now. And they're shifting it before anyone else so that they can get, you know, a head start, so to hmm. speak. See, I think they they were picking him up because he's a well-known name and he is going to continue to bring a little bit of glitz to the team. Well, that's... I mean, that's the cynical point of view. <laughs> I'm an idealist. That's just okay. not true. But, <laughs> but... Yeah. At what point did you become the idealist? <laughs> I mean, you're never the idealist. <laughs> I was trying to put a spin on it. Because that's a possibility. Okay. Well, and, and another thing is Aphromoo is, he's known for many things. He's not known for, I don't know, working well with the team. Yeah, that's something I think, he's not known for. I think and, you made a wonderful analogy um, before we even started the show here that he's like the... Yeah. He's the T.O. Of, uh, of League of Legends pro scene. And for those of you who don't know who that is, T.O. Terrell Owens... Just he's a look very him yeah, look <laughs> him up. Very talented. He's got a lot of skill, but he's just like cancerous on a team. So let's see if maybe this will be the place where Afromu can thrive. Yeah. And we're not calling him cancer. No. Yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that if if he can't make it on CLGNA, like this is his break, right? Do right. we all see this? This is Afromu's big chance. Oh, definitely. This, this, this is the point where if if 
a year from now, if he's still in the pro scene, this is the point that we'll look back on and say, you know what, this is where Aframu really got his start. This is, was his big chance. Also, if he disappears, this is kind of where we'll say, this is where Aframu blew it. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll say, who's Aframu? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I just kind of picture, though, like CLG sitting around in a dark room, like with cigars, like the meta's changing. The sports are going to be more aggressive. At the same me, time, Afro move. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time, we need somebody who's going to bring a little bit of style to the team. Like pick up the red phone. The brand. <laughs> yeah. Call Afro move. <laughs> Afro move. You're needed. <laughs> You're not the player that we want. You're the player we need. Aphromoo right will look shot. down upon them and whisper, No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yours was better than mine. <laughs> he clearly said yes. Yeah, he, he accepted. In fact, I believe the story goes is that he actually accepted before they held tryouts. So their like, tryouts were a bit of a sham, but eh, whatever. Oh. Hmm? I'm shocked that something <laughs> that COG did was not a quite sham. legit. <laughs> well, I mean, really, are you're going to hold tryouts for... That's not the way it works. No. Like, in, in any sport. You know, you don't just sit there and hold tryouts and then you put that person on your, you know, lead team. You do tryouts for, like, the, you know, the AAA team. Right. You know, the grass league team. Yeah, you, you scout them. You bring CLG in all of the light. potential people. Yeah, you bring them in and you say, okay, there's 10 of you. We need to break this down. We have, you know, three existing members. We need to break this down to two. So uh, two of you will be able to join us on CLG Light. The rest of you are, uh, you know, going to have to GTFO. Good luck next ten, year. Ten yeah, good men enter, two men leave. Right. Um, so... Yeah, that's just not the way people are picked. Anyways, I wish him luck. I wish the entire CLG organization luck. Because I think that the combined news, like this is a high point. And they've they've got other really good stuff going for them. They've got a league that they're going to start up, like a tournament league, similar to what TSM has had a lot of success with over the last year. Um, and that Curse has been exploring so I think they're going to do well there. They're going to finally get their name into that scene as more as event coordinators as much as they are a team uh, in the scene. Um, but I think that the loss, you know, all of the good news is kind of offset by the loss of CLGEU as, as a big piece of their organization. Uh, at the same time, I hope that the team formerly known as CLGEU is able to continue to prosper because they're all some of our favorites at this point. I think everyone enjoys watching a CLG EU team uh, game, even if they don't like how long it goes on. I just hope there was a beer bottle thrown. Like it used to be about the game, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone chucks a beer bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Well, let's get back to the game then. Let's talk about Vi. Now she's been out here for a couple of weeks. We were meaning to speak about her last week, but we had, uh, you know, a drop in from Freak and had to uh, have that conversation. So we're saving her for now. Guys, I really wish I was there for talking with Freak. <laughs> How was it? You How and was me it? Both. 
you know, we had to we had to bring Ren in to uh, offset just how manly the show was shaping up to be. I feel you could have done that with Christian just as easily. Offset <laughs> the manliness of the show. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's here for today, right? Are you not calling me manly, Dirksky? Uh, no, I, I thought that's why we brought in the. Uh, I mean, don't all British accents have just a little bit of a feminine quality to them? <laughs> He's not British. <laughs> Maybe, but, but our listeners don't know that. <laughs> of I, I sincerely hope that the listeners understand that I am not British after me saying I, it every <laughs> week I've been on here. After after all the Australian jokes we've made up to this point, you'd think our listeners would catch up. Wait, maybe he's not British. You know, at, at this point, because we're addressing this very specifically, you're going to be addressed as British even more. <laughs> I know. Just because people are going to troll you. I know. I know <laughs> okay. that's why you do it all the time. It, it is. Absolutely it, it is. It's because it's, it's what it's the people want. It's the community. Yeah. I am, I am echoing the wishes of the community. They want you to be British. Not because they want a British person on low elo, but because they know it ticks you off. <laughs> oh. Speaking of British people, Vi. I don't think Vi is British. I, I I'm just trying to get back to the main point. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, let's. You know what? Why don't Why don't we? Uh, as opposed to you know British people, Vi. O penis, right? O p. Punching! Yay! Oh my god, so much punching. Boom! So bah, much punching. Bah, so, so much punching. Yeah. I feel that, like that when she does her ult, instead of the animation that it has, it should come out with those like old comic strip clouds where it's got like bam, woof. That's exactly like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like that's a great idea for a Vi skin, isn't it? Wow. Like Superhero Golden Vi. Age no golden age Vi. <laughs> We you know. constantly produce amazing skin ideas for no cost. Fap. <laughs> Wait, that wouldn't be a good one. <laughs> no, uh, it's not a good one. <laughs> cut that. Cut but no, it'll be it'll be Golden Age Vi. She'll be in like a Golden Age style costume with like the little cape and everything, and the you know the the mask over her eyes, like the old school Golden Age comic style mask that doesn't really hide anything. And uh, yeah, when, when she hits stuff, like it, all of her abilities the particle effect will just be like a little cloud that pops up and goes mint. <laughs> Zow. Kapow. That'd be so cool. That would be amazing. I would never play anything else. There's no way of that not happening because they already have that with like the shield breaking icon that shows up when you hit someone. Yeah. It's totally possible. Oh, it's gosh, man. You're welcome. You're welcome, Ryan. <laughs> Name the next yacht after us. Right, seriously. And then invite us to the party, please. Because <laughs> I've never been on a party on a yacht. And I'd really like to go to one. <laughs> Just Put that on the bucket list. Yeah, that's that's on my bucket list. Go on a party on a yacht. Party yacht with Riot employees. No, it doesn't really matter if it's with Riot. I mean, that'd be nice and all. Because Riot throws a good party. Well, oh, you yeah. know that from first-hand experience. But myself and Dave alike. They throw a good party. 
It doesn't. I don't think party on a yacht matters who's there anyway. You know who likes to party on yachts? Vi. Vi? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, Dave wins at the better segue. <laughs> like we've we've segued back to Vi twice now. So, um, oh my gosh. So uh, maybe we should get into more technical because I think saying that she's OP because she punches so much. I. Not a, one. It does accurately represent, I think, all of our feelings for the champion, but it's probably not that informative. I, does, I feel it informs them entirely of what she does. <laughs> Her damage is always surprising. It's yeah. always surprising, it's even like, when it's underwhelming. You're surprised just how much it was. Yeah, like oh wow, this fight got shut down top lane. Or, you know, she's only got uh, uh, wriggles and, oh my god. <laughs> it's always shocking how much damage her combos do. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. She is a combo character. Now, probably more than any of the uh, other melee, bruiser, caster types, she is, like, gets in there and hits all her buttons. You know, and now given she does have a passive in one of those. Thank you, Riot by the way. But she has a passive in one of those. But it's like you get in there, you ult, you Q, you R, and you're happy. And then you, you continue to punch until one of those comes back. So she's very bursty. And that's probably why she's so surprising is because all like her damage is so front-loaded front in all of her abilities. But once she burns out, she does burn out. And she doesn't have a whole lot more going on. Yeah. And it's like, and you, you and Darkseid have played her a lot more than I have. Have you felt, is she better in the jungle or is she better top? Or is that up to debate? I, I think it comes down to the player, personally. Yeah, it, it probably does because I haven't enjoyed playing her in lane. I think she's really weak in lane. Like, one of the things that you look for for a strong lane right now is you want an, a good early game. Because the early game is so important. Um, and then there, there's always there's the exceptions. You know, Vlad, you know, is going to survive the early game and then is just going to steamroll through the second half of the laning phase. Vi, you can't really count on her to do that. She needs the gold. But if you can, she's going to be great. If you can get an early kill on her, she's going to dominate the lane for the rest of the game. Because her trades will be worth so much more than her opponent because her of because her ability to trade is just ridiculous quite frankly having a percentage damage that she can deal on an auto attack is pretty strong now on the other hand the jungle kind of suits her right now for one style of jungler her jungle is kind of weak at, at, as at the outset you know, she takes some risks in the jungle. She jungles quick, but it's, you know, she takes a lot of risks and she can be easily counter-jungled. But she also doesn't have a whole lot for ganks until level 6. Just because when she tries to use her Q, which is a dashing punch with a stun at the end, um, that has a slow associated with the windup. So it's tough to get it to work in lane. So it really is up to the player. I feel that her roaming capabilities is what makes her a really powerful laner. She yeah. can push up her lane with her E, and then just you know wander down to mid, Q you know half the map because that Q's range is obscene, 
And if she's six, she can then lock you down with that ultimate. And as a squishy mid-champion, <laughs> she hurts. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you bring up a good point there, Darkski. She can, almost at every level, she can clear a wave with a full damage Q, like a full duration Q holding it down, and then hitting E as soon as she gets uh, to the other side of those. So for those who don't understand, uh, her Q is her dashing punch thing, Vault Breaker is what it's called. Um, it's a charge-up attack, kind of in the style of uh, Varus's arrow, where the longer you hold it down, the further it... Well, not the further it's going to go, but the more damage it'll deal. And uh, But also, in this case, the further you'll travel. When you let it go, you travel. It's like a skill shot, you know, aim it. And it applies, <clears throat> it applies her passive, her W, to anything that it hits, denting blows, and it knocks them back. But also, if it hits a champion, it stops. And that's got a really good range on it. But you, the idea is, is you punch through everything, denting blows, and then hit her E, which is an AOE cone, ranged cone, um, and it's incredible. Wipe out the wave, and then you're free to go and gank somebody else's lane. Or counter jungle, or right, respond. Or, she's a great Roma. Yeah. The, the other thing that makes her such a great roamer and makes her so safe for a counter jungle is that her Q can be used to dash over walls, trees, all that stuff. It's a little slow because you got to charge it up, but uh, you don't need a ward on the other side or anything like that. You just go straight over. And it's got good range. You know, we were talking before the show about the range on her Q. Darkski, you were saying that you think it's somewhere around 600. I... That was seven, like, yeah, seven twenty-five. Like you go, that's insane for for what is essentially a gap closer. Yeah. It might be a it might be a skill shot gap closer, but if you hit a champion, you're gonna mess them up. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's actually a longer range than her ultimate. Her ultimate is seven hundred, and her her ultimate is like a two hit combo. If people have seen what it is, is uh, you lock onto your target. Not a skill shot, by the way. You lock onto your target, and you travel to them. Anyone in your way, you knock them aside. So they go to the side of wherever you are. Then when you hit the, the enemy, you deal damage, and then you knock them into the air, and then do more damage to them. All in all, it's, uh, I think, a one and a half second. Uh, no, it's one, one and a quarter seconds worth of stun time out of her ultimate. I want to reiterate the travel to them. No, <laughs> you travel to them no matter what happens. Yeah, no, this Apart is like... from a Zonia's Ring or an Alpha Strike, right. I have found. It's it's crazy. If this is like... Uh, God, what do you even compare it to? Um, oh, Maokai's Twisted Advance. That, yeah. yeah. Yes, it is like a Maokai's Twisted Advance with wombo combo damage <laughs> at the end style yeah not to mention that it, you know once it's done after that one and a quarter second of you being stunned and taking probably a quarter of your health if you're mid lane quarter to half your health in damage she's gonna just pop her Q at you if you don't flash out stun you for another half second and deal damage and continue to wail on you yeah that, that's the combo that i've seen a lot of roaming vies use is they'll Q in which applies a stack then an auto attack and an E instantly, which will pop denting blows, 
then you'll flash away and they'll just ultimate straight to you. Yeah. And, and then you're they'll probably they'll hit you going again. to die. Yeah. It's because it's her cooldowns savage. will be back, and that's another denting blows proc. QE. <laughs> oh, it's it's terrifying. Yeah. But I think what what really is more important than how much damage she does or the ranges and the dan all of these this technical information is how much fun she is to play. Darkski, I know you understand. Yeah, it, she's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun to punch things. Well, I, I think you can't overlook the charge up. I think the charge up actually adds to the fun because, I mean, what are you thinking the time you're charging up? You're oh, like, I've got oh, my man. I've got my fist back like Popeye style. <laughs> I'm waving it around in a circle behind me, you know, winding it up. Which could be an animation for, you know, Golden Age skin. Yeah. <laughs> There's another skin, Popeye. She's, has, she's got a pipe. Wearing a sailor outfit. Popeye. Popeye. Oh, you ruined it. Yeah. Now it's a bad idea. Um, but she's, so, she's fun to play. So much care went into this champion. It's nuts on the riot side. Like everything about her is fun. Like all of her quotes are fun. Like just her moving quotes are fun. The voiceover for her jokes are funny. Like what a great champion. Well, and have you heard all of the like special interactions she has with all the Piltover people? I haven't heard them all. No. Like if uh, Caitlin's on your team and ult someone, she'll say nice shot and like, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I think that Vi was a great champion for them to bring out as like the last of the year because I think Vi really shows the maturation of their champion development process. Not not like the, you know, how much damage everyone does, but I'm talking just stylistically the development of their champion process. Um, starting from Ezreal or Pulsefire Ezreal going all the way to now. Yeah. Like this is Vi represents the culmination of all of their efforts. And I think sets a really high bar for their next champion. Yeah. And I think people would be, I mean, even if we had to wait longer between champions, I think people would, if every champion was as good as Vi, not, you know, not in game, not talking about playing here, guys, we're talking about, conceptual quality of the champion yeah yeah quality of the character yeah then i it would be amazing yeah i could i could go reliable three weeks between champions i i'm one of those who actually likes the two-week champion cycle though no i do too i like it too but i'd be willing to wait if they were all like vi yeah and and you know what honestly we're starting to see more of a three-week cycle i think we're probably going to see fewer champions in 2013 than we did in 2012. I mean, we saw, what was it, 19 in 2012? 19, yep. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that number come down to like 13 or 14 in 2013. Because I think we're probably going to see ourselves with three to four weeks between champion releases. And we're going to see months, you know, certain months of the year, we'll only have one champion release that whole month. Yeah. I'm okay with that. If if the quality continues 
to raise the way it has, I'm okay with waiting a month between champions. Hmm. I don't know. Just think about all the stuff they do now that they didn't do, like the loading screen, the custom music, which for Vi was awesome. It was pretty, cool. Uh, pretty cool. I mean, uh, not my thing, but it, it was cool to hear. The concept of it is cool. Yeah. Now, the, there's one thing to Vi that I think makes her, like, for animations, particle effects, all of that stuff, makes her probably greater than any champion that came before her. Her Neon Striker skin's back animation. Right? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> that is so, like, the, the animation, the sound, the particle effects, it's good. There's this little detail to it that I noticed early on that I feel like needs to be pointed out. And that is that when she finishes her pose, because she does this crazy, like, posing thing when she goes back on her Neon Striker skin. When she finishes her pose and she's just standing there, she's not static. She's still moving. She's still just slightly moving up and down, which gives it a little bit of life to the character rather than making it seem like it's just this, you know, figurine on the screen. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Good job, Riot. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Punching. Okay. Oh my gosh, if punching stuff. <laughs> it always it just comes back to punching. Uh if you've ever wanted to punch something ever, you should play Vi. And if you've never like understood the allure of punching things, then I think Vi could probably teach that to you. <laughs> What we're saying is you should play Vi. Yeah, you really should play Vi. This isn't, uh, I mean, everyone at this point has forgotten about Nami, right? What's mm -hmm. Nami? Oh, fair enough. So, Vi is like the complete opposite of Nami for fun factor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's not, you know, slow. <laughs> not slow, not sluggish. A, 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 a bag of slow. <laughs> Pretty a bag much. of slag. That bag. was the first thing I thought when I played Nami. Is she's really slow. Everything, she, even her auto attack, is so sluggish. <laughs> and then you see her ult, and you just go, "Well, that sucked." <laughs> yeah. Hey, they they had time to sit down, draw a map of where they wanted to walk to, stand up, and slowly saunter out of the way. Great ult. I'm glad mm -hmm. I used it. I got some minions though. <laughs> you know, yep. now we're going to see, like, it's going to turn out we're just playing her wrong. Nami's going to show big time at OGN, and we're going to eat our words because she's going to be, like, number one <laughs> carry support there or something. It's going to be nuts. Well, I mean... Afrobu will be the pro-Nami. Yeah, pro-Nami. Uh, pro maybe. The, she needs the team. We We talked about that. Yeah. She does need the team. I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. No. Does anyone here really think that that's possible? What Afro picking up Nami? No, like Nami making a huge spl a, a huge, huge splash. You were about to say a huge <laughs> splash. Huge splash. <laughs> I caught myself. Uh, I could we're have gonna call you it. out on it anyway. You caught yourself and fumbled it. Yeah. I was about to make an unintentional pun. 
Um, yeah. So, d- does anyone here really think that Nami could make a huge splash at a competitive event at this point? I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was never even picked at OGN, honestly. Hmm. Yeah. Of course, she may already have been picked. I haven't actually been watching. But, you know, <laughs> uh, that unless... could make me sound like a complete idiot, but I don't think so. Unless, unless they knew. Unless they tweak around her abilities a little bit, I I don't see her getting a pro play at all. Although I would like to see it. But but similarly, I actually don't expect Vi to see any pro play for months. Oh yeah, it it takes the pros so long, and we were talking about, you know, are the pros a bunch of traditionalists? You know, but uh, now it seems to take them forever to learn things. Yeah, pick up champions. We'll see. We'll see. I hope some of that changes. I think really the issue is is that there's a large time lag between when uh, a champion comes out and when that champion's patch is made available along with the champion in a big tournament. You know, because they delay those things to make sure that everything's balanced and even. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, either way, we'll wrap that up. Vi... Amazing champion. Everyone loves her. Probably not going to see her for a little bit in pro play. But I would uh, learn her because if you don't, you're going to be really upset when she combos you after leaving her lane and you don't understand why you just died. I I know I understand her and I still don't understand. I'm like, why? Why did that just ha- What? <laughs> Where did she come from? I have a ward. What happened? Yeah. Why am I dead again? <laughs> Your only hope is that she uses her ult early and that you are able to flash out of the way when she tries to cue you at the end of her ult. It it is funny when a Vi comes in and misses the cue. Yeah. And she sort of just she lays in front of you and you have that moment where you just know both the champions are looking at each other like What? Yeah. What just happened? And and, <laughs> and it's funny because at that point she usually turns and punches you, but it doesn't hurt nearly as much because she missed her cue. And yeah. and then you're like, okay, Vi, I'm going to beat you up now. And then punching isn't as fun. <laughs> well, let's, uh, we, you know what? Whew, we're spending so much time on Vi. We want to move to a, a bit of a new segment, something we're going to try out here. We call it How to Win Games and Influence Players. And our first subject, courtesy of Compi this week, is, uh, and, and, and I'm making up my own name for it was uh why ask why when you can ask what where when or who yeah so this happened on stream we were playing and uh well let's face it it happens to everybody probably every third game if they're solo queue yeah if you're solo queue or anything when somebody when you die and then somebody from another lane on your team on your team just asks why in the chat w h y question mark yeah and you know i kind of wanted to make this segment about things not to do um (laughs) because i don't think people who if you're the person who does that first of all to you i want to say no (laughs) bad (laughs) okay well no i'll i'll come out with it the person who says that i'll tell you right now i hate you yeah I, I dislike you for the questions that you ask and how little you bring to the team with them. Yeah, and, and here's what, what that question, it, has, it comes with a lot of baggage. And the first one 
is you're making you're making a lot of assumption a lot of assumptions when you ask why the first assumption is you're saying that the decision was bad well you died that was a bad decision yeah why did you make the decision to die yeah it, it and that player was not watching i mean hopefully they weren't they're probably hopefully they're playing the game themselves they're not watching the lane they weren't there the entire time uh we've said before that a kill can be the result of like six minutes of work mm-hmm. you know how you can in a laning phase you can lead up to a kill um so they aren't watching you that whole time they're assuming that you were just dumb that you, you were screwed like, up like I'm going to die now. Like, like that was a conscious decision that you made. You know what? Graves, you know, good game, man. I'm going to die. Feed you a kill. Uh, here's your 300 gold, man. You know, no. <laughs> That's, it's terrible to do that. The second assumption is that, you know, and always sometimes dying is not the result of a, of a bad decision. The second assumption is that given the same parameters, you your decision would have been different. Or the, you're saying the person who's asking why? Yes, that their decision would have been different. Yeah, yeah. You didn't. You might not have seen the really low health person that got away with you know sub ten health, or you know, there's a million situations. Basically, they're they're implicating themselves as a better player than you. Yeah. You know, so the, the person who asks why generally is using the circumstance of you dying and them not understanding fully that circumstance uh, to implicate you as a bad player and implicate them as a better player. Because the they're implying, thus the implication, they're implying that you did something wrong and that they know better. Which, exactly. even if it's true... Even if it's true, does absolutely nothing to help the situation or to help the team if that situation should come around again. Which is why there are better questions to ask than why. Yeah. First, you could just not say anything. (laughs) Well, yeah, you could. I mean, that's, that's always... It seems like the the chat in League of Legends, especially if you're solo queuing, is designed about around one principle. It's to it's designed to lay blame on someone else. When you ask a question like "why," uh, then you're setting up later to blame other people yeah, for so your in, loss. So instead, I mean, you could be silent, but there's a lot of things that can come from a death on your team that can provide information to help your team either in the present or the future. So I, you know, I'd, I'd encourage people to open up those lines of communication, ask better questions. For Instead example, of asking, why did you die? Ask, was the jungler there? Did right. you just get ganked? You know, that's information that can help you. That can be like, okay, you know, the enemy Shaco was bottom, just killed our AD carry. Now I can push. You know, yeah. that's something you that's free reign to push on other lanes. You know, if, if some, if you, it was because two people showed up, then you know that there's a lane that hasn't, that's open. It gives room for aggression. If you're the, in the position of a jungler and someone on your team died, understanding who was present can give you an opportunity to coordinate a gank 
as people return to lanes. It's an opportunity to share information. Asking why does nothing. Asking who was there. Or where did you die? Or, or you know, what did they use to kill you? Yeah, what did they use to kill you? When did they start chasing? You know, anything that you don't know about that, you know what, the person's probably looking at a gray screen. They have time to tell you. <laughs> okay, but you if you ask the boneheaded question of why, then you're ne never going to get something productive back. Yeah, and you make that player feel like crap. Or you make them feel like you are a D-bag. Which either is really either just one of those is, <laughs> either one of those is bad for the team. Yeah. So if you want to win games and influence your teammates, influence the other players, ask more intelligent questions. Get something out of somebody's death other than self-satisfaction that you are a, you know, hypothetical better player. Cuz a hypothetical, hypothetical better player does nothing for the team. <laughs> I'd much rather have the information that comes from somebody's death. I mean, that's, that's why someone dies on our team. If I, you know, if I didn't see it happening, and I do see it happening because there's a lot of travel time when you're in the jungle, and that's the role that I'm usually in. But if I didn't see it happening, what's the question that I usually ask is right after it happened? I ask, who was there? Yeah. Who, I'll ask them what happened. And a lot of times we'll, we, on Skype, we offer that information. Yeah. You know, like, oh, wow, Amumu used his ult just to kill me. You know, <laughs> like, uh, that that's helpful for the team. Yeah. Plus it helps you complain. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it lets you vent a little that's bit. That's productive complaining. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. You can preempt the why. You know, if you've got someone on your team who's going to say that, but either way, you can preempt the why by providing that information. Because if the person is getting ready to, you know, ask you, mm, why did you die? You know, if you can get off sooner than that, hey, the jungler is top, his ultimate is down, also top lane's flash is down. That's information that mid and bottom will be able to use to apply aggression to their lanes and your jungler will know oh top lanes flashes down that's potential for a gank you helped your entire team congratulations your death was not meaningless so just go die <laughs> no not <it's>, don't <laughs> don't just go die like i don't want you to do that just go die if you ask why no no. Just ask why. No, no. no. <laughs> don't ask why if you just died. How's that? There we go. I don't understand why this has to be catchy. No, what? what's going on? No, <laughs> we're not making a catchphrase about dying. Good time. Thanks for derailing, Christian. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm, I do my part. Yeah, well, I, I, I guess... I guess that wraps that up. Thanks, Christian. Um, last week, uh, well, not last week, two weeks ago, we asked who you would uh, place from the League of Legends as a replacement for Santa. Now, of course, we wanted to read those off last week, but 
we had some last minute circumstances and that came up and we recorded an early show and we were happy to get it out to you for Christmas. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, so we're going to read out some of the best answers now and present you with a new game. Okay. <clears throat> Gabor says, and by the way, the game was who, who, what was it? Who, which champion <laughs> it, would replace Santa? Yeah, it was, it was like Santa got ganked. So who, you know, which champion replaces him and, uh, you know, yeah, give us okay. details. So That's what Gabor we wanted. We wanted details. Gave us a long list of details here. He says, my Santa should be Lux and my gift should also be her. <laughs> so I, I take it somebody likes Lux. That was all the details. Roger oh. <laughs> says the perfect Santa would be Yorick. He would be mounted mounted in a coffin. If you wanted to give him gifts, you need to go to your nearest graveyard and take out the freshest brain possible. He can gift you three things. An omen of fam- If you've been bad, you'd get an omen of famine that would eat <laughs> you alive. An average person would get a signed pail. What? Like, like a bucket, like a pail. Like a bu- I want a bucket for Christmas. <laughs> a bucket? Uh, but a special person would receive a dead cat that has been reanimated just for you. Um. <laughs> to, no, this is the best part. To enter your house, yo, yo, Yorick. Oh, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, yo, yo, Yorick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yo Yo Yorick would hack himself to pieces. I don't know. That almost sounds like it's like Jersey Shore Yorick. You know, Yo Yo Yorick. He would hack himself to pieces, enter a public bathroom, and flush <laughs> his way into your bathroom and leave the gifts. Leave the gifts under the shower. It is said that people with a great Christmas spirit can hear the choking laugh of Yorick on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Oh, that—that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. I just—I just hope I was—I I can be good enough this next year that I get a reanimated cat. No, I want to be average. <laughs> in in my shower. Assigned tail. <laughs> There's a reanimated cat in my shower. <laughs> I'll I'll know what Christmas magic happened <laughs> that year. <laughs> oh, good answer. Good Another answer. one, Zezors, says that it should be Shaco. He would deceive into your house, and uh, he would drop presents and get out, and then he would clone himself and ride himself away <laughs> on his clone. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If in an instant I could clone myself, there would be so many piggyback rides. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> Unreal VV, which it might be Unreal Vi Vi, says, my idea for replacing Santa is Vi. She doesn't need a chimney. She'll punch her way through walls. Uh, she would drive a tank. <laughs> Because it's, good, it's as good as her in breaking walls. She huh. would deliver a punch in the face, and every third child would be punched so hard that it would cry because it's so happy. I don't like this Santa. 
I don't like the Santa that like breaks down a wall in my house to punch would, me in the face. She would use her E to make everyone happy at the same time. Oh my gosh. Her tank would play her intro music and her ult and Q would be used to travel to bring presents to the rich kids because the parents paid her for punching extra hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All P.S. Bye right. is awesome. Well, I agree with that, if not anything else in that email. <laughs> okay. This Great job, guys. Last one. Oloris says, Twisted Fate, because he can see you when you're sleeping and know when you're doing barren. As well as teleport directly into your house without a sleigh. His vehicle would be a playing card with a picture of a Christmas tree on it that he makes uh, huge and uses like a flying carpet. Well, I'm just going to throw this out there, folks, that uh, I think Twisted Fate's a bad Santa because they keep upping the cooldown on his ultimate. I don't think the teleport's really going to get the job done by the end of the night. So throw that out there. Um, thank you for your entries, folks. I hope you can have as much fun with this uh, next Thank you. Set. Those were some sick and twisted entries. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> they were very creative. <laughs> I want people to be people? creative. <laughs> we at Low Elo encourage you to be creative as long as it's in a safe environment away from others. <laughs> Keep it PG, right, people. Especially whoever wrote the Yo Yo Yorick. <laughs> As soon as uh, you said that, I just imagine like you're like as a big yo-yo, just like yo-yoing down the chimney, <laughs> placing his presses, and like a string brings him right back up. Just loops him right back up. Yep. Right. Well, this week uh, we're gonna get a little bit more personal, I think. At least I hope, and maybe we can make a few uh, resolutions here. I mean, we're recording this just on the new year. Um, and, uh, indeed we're going to be releasing this in the first week of the new year. So it's an appropriate time for new year's resolutions. Um, I know that new year's resolutions can be a little bit tacky sometimes, a little bit cliche, but I'm sure there's some way that we can all resolve to better ourselves in the new year. So, uh, who wants, who wants to start? Anybody? Um, Oh, me personally, I resolve to crushing more wuss bags like at least twice or no, three times the amount that I have last year. All right. Because anything that improves, anything that makes me better as a human being and all in all wuss bag crusher, it's got to be, I don't know, it, it just... Crushing wuss bags? <laughs> crushing wuss bags. <laughs> okay. Amplifying your wuss bag crushitude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know man. what I just said, but, but it sounded genuine. New Year's resolution. I don't know, man. Maybe uh, find a champion and or slash role that I can play ad nauseum. That's Latin for forever. Hmm. Ooh, it's actually a pretty good fancy. one. So, so Dave is looking to I'm overcome looking for his a fear of favorite. commitment. My new favorite, I want a favorite champion. That isn't Leona. Well, yeah. I really like Leona. Bumpy, every time I see you like, playing a game, I never know which champion you're playing. So Yeah, it is. That actually is kind of a decent New Year's resolution. No, it, it <laughs> might be good. But then again, that's also, I think, what keeps you so strong is you stay up to date on other champions, even if it is just 
absolutely painful to watch you playing a champion that I know real well. Shut up. But that's but that's normal. I mean, I'm not saying that that's you. I'm saying it's like if what I watch, you know, people on certain streams play champions that I know real well, I just shake my head and I'm going, "Oh my gosh. What's going on? Why? Why? What? Why? Yeah, why would you do that? I'm so much better than you. I'm so much better. Um I I am resolved to make jungle gangplank a normal thing in season three. Yar. I realized this when I was streaming last night. I was jungling as gangplank, and somebody said, I don't think I've seen Jeff with a conventional jungle ever since season three started. And like my heart dropped for a moment, and I was like, well, gangplank isn't that weird. Gangplank used to jungle back in the day, man. Yeah. I mean, it's legit. I'm not doing something strange. (laughs) Am I? And then, you know what I realized? I haven't seen a single other jungle gangplank in season (laughs) three. Not one. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to make it happen, though, because it's good. Yeah. How about you, Darsky? My resolution for League of Legends. Hmm. I made so many, and I'm not going to do any of them. Maybe my resolution was to make more resolutions. Your resolution <laughs> is to find a resolution that you're actually going to stick to. <laughs> for next well, year. I mean, yeah, for 2014. I like that. You resolved to plan for the future. Hey, that's what life is all about. Planning for your future. Says the guy who lives in the future. Does that mean for you it's planning for the present? I think I can't reveal that answer to you. My brain hurts. I, I feel like... You take your two happens. hearts and go back to Gallifrey. <laughs> what? Was that a reference? Yes, it was. What was that a reference to? Doctor Who? Uh, Time Lord? Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Hey, uh, Doctor Who, what what country is that from? What nationality? It's from Britain. Oh, Oh. the country of Britain. And I got the the reference too. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, Uh. the only, only person who got the reference was. The British, British person. I, I, I walked into that one. Well played, Compy. <laughs> no, it wasn't intentional, but... Oh, nice my play. God. All right, well, we've spent so much time. Let's uh, pick pick a good email. One email. It's what we have time for. Oh, and by the way, if you have your New Year's resolutions, send them to us. Team at lowelo.com. We want to hear. But uh, we have a good email that we can read. Okay. This comes from Strong Shocker. My brother sucks at League. Like, That's too bad. Hoover Vacuum sucks. But I told him about the community, and he started talking with people with the people in it. I talked to him the other day, and he says he loves the game now. Apparently, he didn't love it before. The people in it, who have more patience than I did, have taught him when to initiate, proper warding, and other game essentials while being friendly 
the entire time. I just wanted to give a shout out to those keeping with my keep those playing with my brother and say that this community is full of rock stars. Keep it up, Loilo. Well, that's really cool. I I like success stories, obviously, but I want to send this message out to the Loilo community. Those of you who have been listening for several episodes, and uh, but I really want it to be heard by those of you who maybe this is your first episode or you know that you're brand new to the community. And that is what makes us so great as a community is that we're helping each other. That you've taken this whole message and what we try to do with the show um, and taken it upon yourselves to spread it, not just by telling people, hey, go listen to the show, but by living it out each day and by helping people in the game and by making conscious decisions to help your teams and to be a better player not in the sense that you make plays, but in the sense that you are a human being. Good for you. That's the difference between us and everybody else. Good job. Yeah. Paraphrase that we're better human beings. Why? Why? <laughs> why aren't you why aren't you a better human being? <clears throat> Good email. Um Shout outs. I knew, see, I knew we had to paraphrase because I know we've got a boatload of shout outs to do this week. Because mm-hmm. you guys are so busy talking with Freak that you didn't have any time to do any iPod shout outs. It's true. Yeah. Didn't, didn't have, have any. time to do any of Now they're going to make you yep. do them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so, sorry, Christian, you couldn't speak with Freak. Here, here, have uh, two weeks of iPod shout outs to read. Well, Christian, I just wanted to make sure that you had plenty of material. When you do the first set of shout outs for the brand new year. Exactly. So yeah, guys. Also really also a nice way to break in the new mic. The courtesy of Jeff Wyckoff, actually. Thank you, Jeff. Hey man, that's courtesy of the community right there. <laughs> yes. So now I can uh I guess I'll read these I guess I'll read these reviews with my brand new snowball microphone. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to cover the last iPod reviews of 2012, starting with Real Evil Genius, Cell Wraith, Hotshot3150, Sagan, who writes Boobies, I Love Boobies, and the podcast, Senvis, Finakichi, Delron Sign, Ascotic, Pogo Stick, who writes since listening to Low Elo, my O penis has increased in both length and girth. <laughs> Next one we got Dequard. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Dequard. Snowbotion. I believe so. Dequard. Anyways, Snowboshi. Silic. Eric HMN. Gandalf 45,000. <laughs> what? what? Nice. Gandalf, there are four. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, there are 45,435 okay, 45, Gandalfs, and this man, this individual right here is number 45,435. All right. Think about that for a second. That's just on iTunes. That's a lot of wizards. <laughs> It's a lot of wizards in this world, at least on iTunes. Wizards that don't do anything. 
That's right, I said it. (laughs) Use the force, Harry. (laughs) Gandalf. And that right there are the last of the iPod reviews of 2012. Now let's move on to 2013. We have one review in 2013 by Skull Splitrier, who writes, Because of this podcast, the only rage I get is that I don't get enough low elo. No one does a better sh- show and helps out noobs better than you guys. Good luck this year, and stay OP, guys. Also, props to all your base 1, 2, 3, who gave us a great game and kept us put- saying, Focus that Jax. Did he really say that? Yeah, no, I played with him like a few days ago, and we mm. had a pretty uh, rocking game. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> so, yeah. Well, thank you very much, folks, and, uh, you know, cheers to the new year. We uh, look forward to your five-star reviews in the future, and thank you very much because those reviews, those ratings on iTunes really help us get the word out. Uh, we actually breached the, uh, I didn't tell you this, copy, but for a brief moment there, we actually breached the top ten for video game podcasts on iTunes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty exciting. Top 10? Like, what number are we? Uh, Well, it's it's a floating number. So it's, you know, based on popularity as kind of a floating statistic. So uh, I don't even know what we are right now. But we usually hover in the top 20. Uh, yeah that that that's awesome thanks thanks well Matt. yeah you think about the the kind of uh, no, this is just a little bit of reflection for for everybody on the show here uh you think about it, the kind of company that we keep at the top of the charts in itunes we're regularly next to podcasts that a year ago i think we all probably thought of as much bigger than us podcasts like giant Bombcast, rooster teeth the instance who we draw a lot of inspiration from and now we kind of rub elbows with them so this being the first episode of low we low for the new year and also knowing that the first very first episode of low we low was recorded uh well right about now last year we've come a long way and you guys Dave, Christian, Darksky, Rin, everybody else who's been on the show as either a guest or a co-host have really helped to get us there. And we appreciate you. Great job. We're going to just continue to do even more and more. Looking forward to it. This is 2013. Yeah. And if you want to follow us while we do... Don't forget, iTunes is always your first stop. Head in there. If you haven't given us a review, do so, and we'll try and give you a shout-out on the air. You can get a hold of every single one of us on Twitter. I'm at EatGamer. Dave is at LowElodave. Christian, you're still CTF1990, right? Yes, I am still CTF1990. Okay. CTF1990 and uh, Darksky is that Darksky guy. All one word. I'll link all of those in the show notes. You can also find us on Facebook. It's lowelo.com slash, or sorry, no, facebook.com slash <laughs> lowelo community. Yeah, caught myself there. Our website is lowelo.com, and you should head there to find our music, back episodes, uh, you know, any other information on the show, as well as our live stream at lowelo.com slash stream, or just click the live button up at the very top of the page where we've got 
really something going on almost any hour of the day, whether it is our awesome casting crew led by Ace Trainer Eli and uh, Ice Dark Knight, or if it's just one of us here as one of the hosts who are hosting, you know, normals, 5v5s, or streaming solo queue, because that happens every now and then. But we look forward to seeing you there, and if you want to join in on a game, make sure that you join up in one of the low elo chats in-game, because that's where we pull all of our players. You'll want to be either in L-O-W-E-L-O, all one word, in the pvp.net chat, or if it's full, head to low elo 2, 3, 4, all the way up to 32. There's people in most of those. So Sometime. thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening. I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Crayons. This is my host, or my co-host, Dave, a.k.a. Copy386. Yes. This is Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. This is how I sound like in my new mic and my moo voice. Man, even that sounds better, doesn't it? <laughs> and Darkski, uh, Shay Berlin, a.k.a. Darkski. Why? Who, contrary to all of my kidding, is actually Australian. And we prefer it that way. Strude, no, mate. We, no, we don't. We don't prefer it that way. Crikey. You call that a <laughs> nice? Wow. And on that racial stereotype of a bombshell... Racial? Australians are race? <laughs> their beady little eyes and their flapping heads. Thank you for listening to Low Elo episode 54. Good night and don't forget, Summoners, stay classy.
I'm trying to log into Facebook, but it says Facebook has now been acquired by Loilo. Please go to loilo.com slash Facebook. <laughs>